Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Parents Panel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And I'm very excited to bring on two new Dreams Unlimited Travel agents this week to share their family dynamic and their stories with everybody and um, maybe some tips and some tricks that they use when traveling with their families. So I'm going to start out with uh, introducing our folks. We have Dreams Unlimited Travel agent Hannah Anderson. Hello, hello. Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent, Emma Thompson. Hi, everyone. And our great producer and Dreams Unlimited Travel employee, Craig Williams. Ahoy, hoy. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody home, for listening and watching. Um, you know, as, as we'd like to do, we want to make sure you guys get a chance to know our agents and, and hear a little bit about who they are and what their family is about. So we're going to start out by letting uh, our folks introduce their families, talk about their family dynamic, kids, age of kids, that sort of thing. So we all get a chance to connect and know each other. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to put Hannah on the spot. Hannah, tell us about your family, kids, ages, that sort of thing. That sounds good. Thank you, John. Uh, my name is Hannah Anderson, and I, I guess the reason for being on the show today is uh, my son, Owen. He is just under two years old, and um, we've been a Disney family uh, most of my life. Uh, my family went to Disney World for the first time when I was 10 and just instantly fell in love, became that uh, typical Disney fan, Disney nerd, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm a big fan of the Diz, so this is very cool for me to be a part of this team. Um, I've utilized pretty much all the Diz's resources to help plan my family's vacations. And my husband and I got married in 2017. Um, we actually got engaged out in Disneyland, uh, honeymooned in Alani. And had the opportunity to move to the Orlando area. And, you know, when you're a big Disney fan, um, that really feels like a dream come true. Uh, during that time frame, I worked for the Walt Disney Company for um, several years um, with Disney Cruise Line and some of the offices in Celebration. Um, so, yeah, we uh, like I said, we have a son named Owen. He's a year and a half years old. And uh, he's been going to the theme park since he was two months old. So pretty much as soon as he was vaccinated, we were at Magic Kingdom the next day. <laughs> um, and I have to say, you know, being a Disney fan, going to the parks as a Disney adult for so many years, now being able to um, take my son and see what he's excited about in the parks is uh, completely reignited my love for Disney. Um, I just see things in a completely different point of view now. And so um, we're typically in the parks, um, you know, maybe every weekend, every other week. And um, we're just having a lot of fun seeing what he likes doing now. So um, meeting characters and splash pads. We love a splash pad. Um, so yeah, so that's just a little bit about us. Um, like I said, just really excited to be part of the team and having the opportunity to talk about Disney some more. You are actually a, a fairly new agent to Dreams Unlimited Travel. How long ago did you start with us? Yes, yeah, so I am. I'm one of the newbies. So I started uh, back in January and um, have had a really great experience getting to know clients. And like I said, just having the opportunity to talk about Disney all the time is, is really a dream come true. Excellent. 
Excellent, excellent. And you are local. You're local to Walt Disney World. I am. So I'm, I'm part of the local crew. Um, so I've, like I said, lived here since 2017 and um, we're pass holders and um, have pretty much visited all all the parks with Owen now and stayed at the resorts. And um, yeah, it's it it never gets old. Not for us, at least. Where are you guys from originally? Uh, so from Mississippi, you can probably tell I got a little uh, Southern twang. Uh, so we that's where we moved from. Um, you know, huge difference. Uh, you know, Mississippi's definitely um, not as much going on as Orlando. So, um, yeah. And we have family visit all the time. Our family is they're all pretty much big Disney fans as well. So actually, my family's in town right now. Um, we'll be at Magic Kingdom tomorrow. So um, that's one of those things about living locally, you just kind of learn to get used to is there's, you know, always family or friends in town. And so um, we try to make the most of it. But yeah, we, we've always got visitors. So come on down. <laughs> <laughs> if you are hosting at your house, I must say they are remarkably quiet. So um, I have... Yeah, they are. And I, I have to say I'm very bold because I'm set up in a hallway in my house. So I could get the Disney good stuff in the background. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed for me. Right. Someone <laughs> <laughs> comes running through. All right. Thank yeah. you for that, Hannah. I uh, appreciate all that information. That's great stuff. So we're going to move on. We're going to do uh, Emma next. Emma, tell us about yourself, about your family, about your kids, about what's going on. How many people in your house? Tell us. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm Emma Thompson. I think, uh, like Hannah, I also grew up in a Disney family. Um, my mom went to Disney World for the first time with my grandparents in 1972. Uh, and they visited several times, you know, uh, when she was younger, and they were very excited to bring us when we were growing up. So we were a yearly family. We went every year for spring break, um, as long as I can remember. And I brought my husband on board in college, um, somewhat reluctantly, but now he loves it. Um, we've been Disney world and universal pass holders, uh, for 14 years now. Um, but we do travel to get to the parks. We live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I grew up in Washington, DC, but have lived in Nashville for the last 13 years. Um, and, uh, like Hannah, I was also married in 2017. Um, we were married in Washington, D.C., but we had our honeymoon in um, Europe and visited Disneyland Paris on our honeymoon, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and we now have two boys. Oliver is two and a half and Hugo is almost six months old. Um, and they have been in the park since I think Oliver was four months the first time we visited, um, the first time we drove down and, you know, ever since then. So he's been to Disney World almost every other month uh, since he was four months old, um, with the exception of a few months there when I was in my third trimester of pregnancy with um, his little brother, Hugo. Um, we've been out to Disneyland with them. Oliver's been on a Disney cruise. So we, we've we been through it with, uh, you know, a toddler and a baby. So, yeah. And you also are a newer agent with our company. I am. Mm-hmm. Hannah and I trained together, so we both started in January. Excellent. I love that. Um, uh, I'm going to move on to Craig, and we've been doing this for a couple weeks now. So, Craig, what do you have, seven or eight kids? <laughs> no, still just the one. Oh. Yeah. As I like but to say, you have a son. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is something you like to say. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I still have a son and I still have a wife and, uh, it's, it, that has not changed. I mean, we record these in advance, so it's quite possible that it does. Um, but <laughs> you're going to do see. some bands is don't, don't jinx it. Okay. Cause we've had this happen in the past. No, where we joked around about something and something bad happens at all. No, nothing bad's going to happen. But no, it's uh, that's our dynamic. Uh, Rory is now one, and we are uh, dealing with a toddler who's starting to throw more temper tantrums throughout the day and uh, becoming more vocal and wanting to run around everywhere he goes. And it's mm-hmm. making life so much easier, especially when going to a theme park. Um, so that's great. So w- one of the things that I'm uh, really happy about and really excited about is that the three of you all have children in about the same age group, what I would consider uh, infants to toddlers. Um, I hope that's correct because I don't know what that these terms mean but <laughs> you got but what i'm what i think is great is you guys can share with us sort of that perspective from this specific age group you know in the past we've had agents on who've had older kids and maybe a wider range but the fact that you're specifically dealing with this age group um really brings a certain dynamic to these discussions and i'm really happy about that um one of the things i like to ask my agents to do is before you come on for the first time, think about something, a story or an anecdote or something that sort of encapsulates your family dynamic and what it's like to travel to Disney World with your kids. So, uh, Hannah, I'm going to put you on the spot first. You got something that would kind of give people an idea of, listen, this is what it's like for her and her family. Yeah, so uh, my story is actually going to kind of mirror Craig's story a little bit. Um, We took Owen out to Disneyland um, at the same time as the Diz event uh, back in August. And, uh, you know, going into the trip, it was kind of like, you know, I take them to the parks all the time, but we're not getting on airplane. We're not packing all the gear. Have to be honest, it's it's a little bit easier. So I kind of went into it, um, obviously very excited, but also kind of like, okay, this is where you you know, uh, this is where you uh, actually put these plans into action and, and do all the things that um, you talk to your clients about. And, um, you, you know, was very excited about it. We way overpacked, um, you know, learned a lot throughout the way. And um, I have to say the greatest part about that trip was, um, you know, we, we did a lot of very cool things. We had a lot of memorable experiences check things off my Disney bucket list. Um, But what I remember most and probably will always remember is just seeing him so excited to watch the magic happens parade. Um, And just seeing that pure joy that I, I just never seen him that excited and enthralled by something before. Um, So that, that was very cool. And I think it just kind of went to show that, um, you know, you, you can do all this planning uh, you can book all the dining reservations, um, but really those small moments at Disney, that's where the memories come from. Um, that's where the magic's at. And, you know, I have to tell you, um, Owen's almost two and uh, not to throw any shade at him, but I think he's uh, probably hitting terrible twos a little early. So we are fully in the um, tantrum phase and 
right before that parade, he wanted to himself parade up and down Main Street. Um, we had a complete wipeout, um, as one does at that age. And um, I remember thinking, oh, no, my son just completely wiped out on the concrete in front of all these people. Um, but then, like I said, he, you know, every character that came by was just, I mean, seriously the best moment of his life. And I mean, of mine really. Um, so that was just kind of one of those cool perspective moments of, yeah, there's, there's all this planning, all this preparation you can do. Um, and then those are the, the really special moments. Um, as a parent, as a family that, yeah, I, I will never forget uh, his face during that parade. So um, that kind of just was like, yeah, I would pack up all the baby gear, fly across country anytime <laughs> just for to see him excited about that uh, parade again. And the funny thing is about kids is um, they're just unpredictable. And So at least in Owen's case, I don't always quite know what's going to make him the most excited or what he's going to love most at Disney. And so when we got back, we watched the Magic Happens Parade on YouTube over and over again. And hilarious. I'm pretty sure he's got the choreography completely down (laughs) pat now. (laughs) Which is ironic because I have no coordination at all. But... We took him to Magic Kingdom the next week and I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to watch the parade and, you know, this can be our, we can just, you know, we're a parade family now. He's going to love it. And, uh, meh, he was <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of lukewarm to Festival of Fantasy. And, um, so anyway, it's just kind of goes to show like you, or at least like so in our experience, I don't always know what's going to be that magical moment, but just, you know, leaving that opportunity for that to happen, you know, leaving time for them to, you know, run up and down Main Street, wipe out, and then <laughs> have a great time waving to Mickey. Um, that was that was very cool for our family. So we we still talk about it all the time. So yeah, first of all, that that parade is incredible. That it was is. one of the highlights of the last couple of times we've been out to Disneyland and seeing that parade. So I can completely get it why he's excited about it. Craig, you were going to say something. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that parade in particular, but there is something about it that must be addictive to people of all <laughs> ages, whether it's the music, like, you know, slowly brainwashing everyone or just the way <laughs> Disneyland performers get into it. But we, you know, we watched the parade, I think, three times while we were there and Rory loved it every single time. And then we were so excited for him to see uh, Boo to You during the Halloween party. And we're like, oh, it's going to be even better. Uh, <laughs> the characters don't interact with the crowd at Walt Disney World like they do in Disneyland. And even like that parade, like he just didn't care about it. He was like, he, he would just look around at everything else around him. But like in Disneyland, he was fixed on every single thing. So uh, I, yeah, I feel that pain. Like we don't, we haven't taken him to festival of fantasy yet because i'm if he doesn't like that either i'm gonna be like i just we're gonna have to invest in moving to california so he can it's something about first of all there's the pacing of that parade that that parade is paced really well there's no dull spots there's no oh my gosh i'm waiting for the next thing to happen there's always something going on but 
that's bright and colorful and there's a ton mm-hmm. of characters. There's like every character, even ones you don't expect to see mm-hmm. uh, are out and about. So it's a, again, I think it's a great parade. It got my attention. So I can see why, you know, uh, <laughs> a one and a half year old would be excited about it. I know I He's am. a man of good taste. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. I love that. All right, I'm going to move on to Emma. Emma, what about you? You've got something, some sort of story you want to share that tells us a little bit about your family and explains your dynamic and what it's like for you for visiting. Uh, I do. So, you know, it's funny. I think all three of us, Craig and Hannah and I, were all Disney people before we had children. And I think, you know, we get a lot of questions about, you know, why would you bring a toddler or a baby to Disney World? We were coming to Disney World before we had babies, right? So the choice was either stop coming or bring them. Um, and so obviously we, we bring them. Um, but it's fun to see how as the kids get older, things change, their interests change, you know, things that really stick with them change. Um, our last visit to Disney World before I uh, had Hugo in May. Um, Oliver was just all about Mickey. Everything was Mickey. We had to go to every meet and greet, every parade, every, you know, every stage show. He just wanted to see Mickey. Um, so when we went to Disneyland in August, um, we expected it to be the same thing. You know, the whole the airplane ride out there, it was, we're going to go see Mickey. We're going to go see Mickey. Um, and we get there and, you know, take him on the first morning to a character breakfast and Mickey comes out and we're so excited. And we're saying, Oh, it's Mickey. Look, look, look. And he's just kind of frowning at him and won't go anywhere <laughs> near him. And it's just, Nope, we're done with Mickey. Um, and the thing that stuck out with him from the Disneyland trip was it's a small world. And we wrote, it's a small world, probably six or seven times while we were out in Disneyland and it has just stuck with him ever since every single day he sings. It's a small world. He asks to watch it on the TV Um, at school. He lays down on his nap mat and his teachers say that he just sings, which means screams um, (laughs) lyrics until he falls asleep, which is often, you know, making it harder for the other kids to fall asleep, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) So he, he's obsessed with it's a small world. And when we took him just this past week for our, um, we do a Halloween for wilderness trip every year and we just got back and we had been telling him for the last two months, we're going to, it's a small world or going on the boat ride. And we get on the boat ride at Disney world and we're so excited. We're looking at him where it's, it's a small world. It's coming. And we get on there and we pull into, into the show building and he looks at me and he goes, Disneyland. I want Disneyland. Oh. Put, play, <laughs> mommy, put, play, play Disneyland. It's a small world. So we get into the show building and he says, Disneyland. Mommy, play Disneyland. Play Disneyland. It's a small world. And we had to explain to him that unfortunately it doesn't work that way. And, you know, we can't watch the Disneyland version of It's a Small World and they're different. So um, at two and a half, he knows the difference between each It's a Small World. You know, we watch on YouTube that he, he requests It's a Small World Paris, which he calls the pink one because the, the building is more pink than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, the Disneyland one he knows is the blue one. Uh, so it's just, it's always different and we're always looking forward to what the next visit will bring and, you know, what will really stick with him as he gets older. So basically I've ruined your children by having our <laughs> Asian education program in Disneyland this year. Everybody mm-hmm. likes it. <laughs> um, I'm curious about his reaction to Mickey. Do you think there was something different about this Mickey that made him not think it was the real Mickey? I mean, 
I, it could have been. It was a different. I mean, it, he was wearing different clothes. Maybe it was jet lag. Who knows? You know, it, it, I think toddlers are just so unpredictable. And our next visit, it could be all about Mickey again. Or, um, you know, when we were when we were visiting last week at Disney World, we went to see Mickey again. We tried again. And his question was, where's Minnie? And he had never <laughs> talked about Minnie before. So it's like you just you're just never going to win. Nothing you do is good enough. It's not the right nope. small world. It's not the right Mickey. Where's Minnie? It's a lot of pressure to be under. Um, I want to go, I want to talk about something real quick that uh, Hannah said, which is interesting, right? Because she's local to world. So that makes a different dynamic for traveling to the park. But Emma, you travel when you come to either park. Hannah, you mentioned you definitely overpacked. I think that's a really great sort of tip for folks in general. But for folks traveling with infants and toddlers, what are some of the things you you tell them just don't bother bringing? What are the things that you feel you overpacked that was a waste? I'll start with Hannah. Yeah, I know. um, I actually get this a lot from clients. They don't realize that Disney resorts provide either either a um, rollaway crib or a pack and play. Um, and they're, you know, surprised when I say, no, don't, you know, unless you have a specific one from home that um, your baby or toddler is partial to, you know, I say, don't worry about packing the pack and play. That's, that's a lot. You know, Disney's got it. They will have one for you. Um, even families traveling with multiple kids are like, well, can I get two? And, and yes, you can, you can get two pack and plays um, to, to cribs, whatever you need. So, um, that was definitely something. And then also, um, I, I would say for me, at least we overpacked clothes a little bit. Cause as you guys know, um, babies, toddlers, you know, there, there's so many things there. You can spill, uh, food all over yourself, uh, bottles spit up. Um, even Owen last week, uh, one of the bubble wands at Disney world spilled it all over himself. So you think, oh, I've got to pack all these extra outfits. And um, we, we've just started doing laundry anytime we stay at Disney because um, it sometimes it's just easier. You know, um, if we, you know, run out clothes, it's easier to do laundry than to just, you know, pay for and pack an extra suitcase. So um, we also, I know Emma and I have definitely talked about this before, uh, grocery Delivery is king in my family now with um, even when we do staycations um, here, we, we often do that because then that way you don't feel this great need to pack everything under the sun in case they get sick or something happens. If you need it, you can just get it delivered to your hotel. So um, that's definitely helped us packing um, even, you know, just doing staycations. That's excellent advice for folks. And Emma, having one child a little bit older, you know, I'm sure you learned lessons in packing, you know, between taking the first child and then having two together. What do you think is some of the stuff you want to advise folks not to worry about packing for their their vacations? So I think I think being able to do laundry is key. You know, even if you do bring enough clothes for them to wear something different every day, they're going to make messes that you don't want to wait until you're home to clean up. So you're going to be doing laundry. So not overpacking clothes, you know, is definitely key. But also we rent baby gear um, when we visit. So like Hannah was saying, you can ask Disney 
for pack and plays, cribs at some resorts um, and bed rails for toddlers. But we will rent things like strollers. Um, we at home, we usually use a wagon for the two kids, um, which wagons are not allowed um, in the Disney parks with a few exceptions. So we will rent a Disney approved double stroller. Um, we, there's a there's a few different baby rental services out there, but Baby Quip is a big one and it's all over the country. Um, and you can rent anything you, you're looking for. You can rent, you know, bath toys and um, you can rent high chairs or um, strollers, just anything that you might need to, to any resort. Um, so we will rent, you know, that kind of thing when we travel. It makes it a lot easier. We, we try to just bring through the airport kind of the minimum of what we'll actually need on the plane. Um, and we also really try not to bring car seats, uh, when we travel, um, there, are, we'll talk a little bit about this later, but there's different, um, types of transportation you can use to get around Walt Disney world without car seats. You, they're not required on the mirror shuttle. So if you are flying in and taking the mirror shuttle, you can get by without a car seat. Um, and then once you're on property, they're not required. Um, you can use minivans if you uh, would like to have car seats. Each minivan comes with two car seats that can be rear facing or forward facing. Um, but then you also wouldn't need one if you're riding Disney buses, the monorail, the Skyliner. So being able to avoid bringing bulky car seats through the airport is really helpful for us. Mm -hmm. I have a question about that uh, baby quip and the rentals. Will they do, will they deliver it to the hotel or will they actually put it in your room? Do you have to meet them? How does that work? So they will deliver to Bell Services. Um, and then once you arrive, Bell Services will bring that up for you. Um, but Baby Quip is actually um, local parents in whichever city that you are visiting and you choose which you know family you'd like to rent from. And you can see a list of all the items that they have available for rent. Um, so it's, it's, Baby Quip is the service, but you're renting from a, a provider that's an, an actual local family who has the items yeah. for rent. So it's wow. like Airbnb or Uber kind of for baby <laughs> gear. I think it's a great thing to do, honestly, once your kids are kind of out of that stage, you know, or maybe you're in between kids and they're not using that equipment at the time. And you can make a little money renting it to, you know, people who are visiting your city, but it's, it's all over the country. And I think it's in other countries as well. Are you finding the, the stuff you get is good and in good shape and, or is it beat up and older? No, it's in great shape. Um, and you can, you can read reviews of, of the items before you choose that provider, just like you would on Airbnb or Uber or anything. Um, and baby Quip also has a service where they will clean your baby gear so everything, everything has to be, you know, cleaned and sanitized between each visit. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> no people did that. Um, <laughs> Craig, I know it's like, I'm learning so much. <laughs> Craig, what, what do you find for a day visit? Is that you've, you maybe you started to pack this stuff earlier when you're taking Rory to the parks and now you think, oh, this is just, why am I wasting my time? Uh, to use it to we, a park. I, we never really overpacked for day visits. Uh, you know, it's luckily we kind of figured out his structure of like, we know that we definitely need one extra outfit. So we'd always have one in a bag and then one in the car just in case and a handful of diapers, extra 
uh, extra diapers in the car as well too, just as, just as a backup always. Uh, so we, you know, we found ourselves in predicaments where we underpack and, you know, we only bring like one pouch of food or, or one bottle. And all of a sudden he hits a hunger spell and we don't know what to do. So we've, we've run into that problem with day trips, but, uh, not really overpacking. And maybe that makes us not, uh, you know, not the best when it comes to just being around. (laughs) <laughs> the Orlando area, but yeah, it's that hasn't been the problem. But I will say, with the Disneyland trip, uh, overpacking was a massive problem. I wish I would have known about this baby quip uh, because our biggest thing was I. I we get freaked out about other stuff like we stayed a couple days before we were getting to Disneyland so like we stayed in Pasadena and you know we were staying at a Marriott branded hotel so it was like yeah they have a pack and play available but is it going to be clean we brought our own sheets but what's going to be the conditions like maybe we just bring our own we don't know what Disneyland's going to be like uh we got our crib in Disneyland and it was a metal crib with slots through it and we're like he loves putting his arms through and then getting stuck so instantly we're like no that won't work and had to switch over to a pack and play so it was like little things like that made us think we wanted to just like either go out and buy our own or or you know try to bring one with us so that was an issue and uh with our stroller we still didn't find like a good one that we loved so mm-hmm. we brought our jogging stroller and that was a disaster for the rental car and it was a disaster <laughs> for the room because it was so massive uh but it just you know we we didn't know what what else to do besides that one and we then had to bring the car seat on top of that too for the rental car as we were driving around everywhere and uh that was awful because we didn't check that at the we didn't check that at the front we waited till we could gate check it just because everything i read was like oh they'll take better care of it if you gate check it versus at the um at baggage drop and so like I just hearing about baby quip, I'm like, I could have saved myself such a headache. And I will absolutely, we obviously have no monetary sponsorship with them. No, we don't. We're gonna, I'm going to call them January, up. Where, yeah. Uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to figure out how we can get some money out of this. No, but I think that's yeah. an incredible, incredible piece of advice. What's funny is, I love this conversation because what's funny is you have, we have the locals, but we've, the locals had to travel. So for you guys, Craig, I mean, you know, if you have your car and you probably have extra stuff in your car and, you know, at any moment you can walk out to your car and get it or, you know, where there's a local Walmart or Target or someplace where you can go and get something you need. But as you were traveling, you didn't realize, you know, these were the sort of the intricacies of traveling. And um, but, you know, you, you you were you were intuitive enough to know that, you know, you, he would need an extra change of clothes and that he might have a hunger attack, which is what you learned from traveling with Rhino, you know, mm. having him initially was, you know, sort of your preparation for having an infant. So yeah. that all worked out great. I will say though, it doesn't always go to plan. Cause like the one thing that we said mm-hmm. was, okay, we'll pack enough diapers for like the first two days. And then once we get to California, we'll pick up diapers and 
uh, and then his food because we use refrigerated and freezer food for him versus some, you know, just like shelf stable ones uh, just because it's what he would prefer. And like I was doing searches uh, for targets and whole foods and all those places and being like, okay, yeah, they're there and they sell them. But like I went to three different targets in California before, before I could find the exact food that he actually liked eating. And so I wasted, you know, a solid two hours driving around Anaheim in that greater area, trying to look for that. And then, you know, diapers are easy. Diapers are just pretty standard, but yeah, that the food that was an awful, awful, awful time trying to find it. So if there's particulars like that, uh, definitely do better research than I did or do whatever you can to bring it yourself. Cause, um, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's sometimes you look online ahead of time and like, yep, sure. There's a target, just a block down the road from me. It'll definitely have it. And then when it doesn't, uh, that's going to pose some extra problems. Absolutely. I get it. Um, this is great guys. Thank you. This was uh, very enlightening for me personally. Uh, great stories, great anecdotes, and a great tip for folks traveling with infants and toddlers. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to end it there. We're going to do another show for next week. So we hope you join in with us again and watch that show as well. Um, what you want, if you want to work with either Hannah or Emma on a vacation, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, whatever it is, you can reach out to them directly. They will have their email addresses up on the screen. And you can just send them an email and I'll be happy to work with you. But thank you guys very much for this conversation. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you. Bye, everyone. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation with the kids.